Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and we are back at it again with another episode, of course, with Hawk Talk. So we have a great show coming to you today, and we're going to be talking, of course, those Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um, But first, I got to introduce my fellow hosts, my co-hosts, uh, my my ace, my guy who's been helping me to uh, to create this uh, this this great show on a weekly basis. He's he's done a great job, and uh, he actually, you know, we we talked a little bit off air about uh, my introduction of him. You know, I've for weeks now I've talked about him being the luxury real estate mogul. The last show I talked about him being the avid outdoorsman. This week, he's, he's, I'm gonna introduce him as Mr. MVP himself. David Porter. David, come on and welcome to the show. Show us what you're talking about, right? Dude, I appreciate the intro. And I know you were, uh, it's tough for you to say that, but here it is. This is the real deal. This is from our 2002 season. I did get one of those. You are correct. Um, And I appreciate the intro. You know, I always love being on the show with you, man. So thank you. No doubt, man. No doubt. Congratulations, David. That's a heck of an accomplishment, man. That 2002 team was a, yeah. a really good team. And to be recognized as team MVP is a heck of an honor, man. So congratulations. I'm glad to, to, to have you and have you speak about that, brother, because it's well-deserved, man. Well-deserved. Now, let's jump into those Minnesota Golden Gophers. David, um, before we do that, though, let's talk these Hawks, man. We, 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 we saw an influx of offense when, when, uh, when the Hawks decided to go ahead and uh, go ahead and put, give the opportunity to um, Alex Padilla, the backup quarterback, uh, last week after Spencer Petras threw four passes. Uh, some did not look very well, did not look very good. And um, it was revealed that uh, Spencer has been dealing with a shoulder injury, I uh, believe to have, have happened in the Wisconsin game. And so in comes Alex Padilla, who uh, sparked the offense and got things going early and often and made some things happen. Uh, clearly, we know that uh, the Hawks scored on the run in the running game uh, between between Tyrone. I'm sorry, between our, our, our man, um, Ty, Tyler Goodson. There's so many T's on the team. Tyler Goodson and um, I believe it's Keegan Johnson or was it? Yep. It's Keegan. Yeah. So those two guys got the scoring done early, uh, getting in on the ground, two, two rushing touchdowns and the running game definitely picked up over 100 yards for the first time in a few weeks. And so, yeah, man, recapping that uh, that, that, that game that they played against that uh, that team man it was uh it was definitely uh, it was great to see them against a, a quality opponent in northwestern and yet to be able to to uh, get the ball to listen and get that running game going you know it was a tremendous uh, tremendous seeing that running game get going again so so, David, what do we do moving forward? How do we continue to, to uh, keep pounding the ball? And, and how do we keep the, keep the success on the ground? It's a couple ways we can do that, right? One, the offensive line play. That's a huge thing. We all know what that is. If we can get our line to establish uh, themselves and establish their dominance and start to impose their will on that defensive line and the, those linebackers and 
we've been talking about this all season, get sticky and go up to the second level, drive your man up to the second level, establish that running game. Uh, that makes the offense go a little bit better. It really does. It takes the pressure off of everyone. You know, sustained drives. That all comes about with a nice run game, right? And the run game is heavily dependent on our fullback and mainly our offensive line, right? Um, then it's going to be our quarterback. The quarterback, get us in the right place at the right time with the right personnel, right? To take advantage of these opportunities that are presented in front of us. When we see a defense that we're, we're really set up to take advantage of, let's say, their spacing or whatever that is. Or maybe he's making the determination to throw a ball, right? where the guy may not necessarily be open, but is a pass interference ball, that's a great thing for us, right? Anything that keeps the drive going. So our offensive line establishing themselves, being physical, being tough, being smart, getting, uh, getting our quarterback to be tough as well. But for the quarterback, is a lot of mental toughness, but we also need that arm strength. And we need what Alex has right now. Uh, it seems like he's had it for a while. He can move. Right. He has great pocket awareness when the, the pocket breaks down. He's moving around in it. He's not getting stuck there. He's not. Hey, I'm not trying to take these hits. He's moving outside the pocket. You said he rolled out to the right and he's throwing the ball or he's throwing the ball away or he's climbing in the pocket when everything's being pushed behind him. Right. He is making defenses understand that, hey, you can't just key in on me on being in this one position. So that's adding to the ability for our offensive line and our receivers to get open and to make some plays and find some holes in that defense. That's going to really help us out in the future. Uh, having a really balanced offense really helps everything out. Mm -hmm. I agree with you a thousand percent. And speaking of the receivers, we already know Sam Laporta is the guy that leads the receiving core as a tight end with 34 receptions and 30, 391 yards. Next is the running back, Tyler Goodson. So, it's going to take, I mean, he did a great job. We mentioned it in the, in the uh, post game the other day, talking about his ability to distribute the ball, getting the ball to seven different receivers. It really opened up the offense in his ability to really find those open guys. So um, who, how, for the maturation of this offense, for a guy like Alistair Padilla, who's, you know, getting the opportunity now as a young guy, how does this offense move forward in terms of growth? I mean, we've talked all season about the growth of the offensive line and how that will affect the, the, the growth of the team as a whole. Before, we were obviously talking about Spencer and his growth, but with Alex now stepping into the, into the mix, um, how does this offensive line and the play of, of everybody around him kind of take the pressure off of him and give him the ability to, to you know, be able to, to move forward and, and continue to pull positive games together? Yeah, this is the second time that we're going to see Alex playing like substantial like uh, playing time this season, right? Um, it, it's good. He got some experience on the away game at Northwestern, and he got in early. So he didn't quite get the start, but he did get out there. His second game now is at home, right? He should be a little more relaxed, a little more calm in the offense. Uh, the offensive line and the receivers and the running backs, we get them doing their job. That allows him, Alex, to really just sit back there and he doesn't have to worry about these things. He, like, not having to worry about somebody coming at your feet, not having to worry about a, a blister not being picked up, that's a huge deal for a quarterback, that peace of mind of knowing that people are going to be in the right place at the right time and doing the right things. And then on top of that, we're assignment sound. We need people to be assignment sound as well as technique sound. 
that's been a big deal. When we're talking about the offensive line, for us, it's been a lot of technique errors. When we see the guys, they're in their, their kick slide and they're opening up the gate or they're giving up the inside. And then, you know, then you got that soft corner or you got that quick penetration to the inside. That throws off the timing for the receiver. That throws off the timing for the quarterback. That throws off the entire timing for the play. It, it's, it starts with the line on offense. It really does. Uh, once we get that secured, then you have a lot of things that can happen off of that. The timing on the routes it aren't disrupted. I know when you, you see a hot come over uh, a blitz, you got to cut it short, but that's anticipated. Being able to calm everything down. It, I wasn't the only person on that 2002 team that got a, that MVP trophy. Our entire line got it. It's because we were able to calm things down for that quarterback and allow those guys that are around us, they're better athletes than we are, to do what they do, right? We enable them to do what they do just by doing our job. That's what we need this offensive line to do. Go out there, do your job, sit in your technique, believe in yourself, believe that you're strong, you're, you're athletic, that's why you're on the team. They recruited you for a reason. Believe in you. We get that going and we allow our playmakers the, the fast guys, I like to call them the little people, to go out there and move fast quickly with the ball, to go out there and make these big plays, right? We have our leading receiver being our tight end. And, and every team we're going against, I, I don't, I'm not sure we've ever seen that with another team. It's because we have a lot of short throws that we're making, right? We got some, our offensive line that's really like, allowing some penetration. But once we get that shirt up, and this week is going to be a big test and we had one of our tackles go down. I believe he rolled his, um, got rolled up on his knee, but he'll come back. Uh, thank God we're wearing those braces. Uh, but, you know, we have another shift. Uh, I see you smile. You know, these, those braces, those Don Joys, they, they save us. They do. I know it doesn't look pretty. It's not sexy or anything like that, but it does the job. It saved my knee more than once. But he's out. What are you talking about? How did it do the job when he's injured, David? I don't get that. Sorry, I don't get that comment. The injury, he was able to walk off. Now, it difference, right? A complete tear versus a sprain. So where you're looking at a partial tear. So now we're looking at, hey, all right, we can rehab you and get you back in a couple weeks versus you're done for four to six weeks. No, I get that. I get that. And it's just funny. You know, I think because my wife, she calls them gates. She's like, why do those guys have gates around their knees? It's like, you know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I know that they are preventative and they help guys, you know, with uh, remain injury free. But, uh, you know, for, especially for offensive linemen, you guys get uh, those running backs falling on your back of your legs as well as uh, linemen, fellow linemen all the time falling on your legs. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely needed for you guys. But anyways, I digress. We're going to talk gopher. Football. We're gonna talk Minnesota Gopher, Golden Gopher football, man. And those guys come in. Um, I wouldn't say banged up, man, because those guys they are riding a high right now. Um, they, I know that uh, they've had some major injuries. Um, all Big Ten performer from a year ago, Mo Ibrahim, was lost for the season. I watched that game against Ohio State um, early in the season. Uh, he was lost for the season. Uh, his backup, Trey Potts. Uh, got injured early in October, and uh, they actually they actually had a guy by the name of Cam Wiley in their backfield who transferred, and Preston Jalen who got injured in, as a fr in August. So now the Golden Gophers will be relying on 
two scholarship tailbacks, freshman Kai Thomas and Marquise Irving. But uh, they're freshmen. However, David, what does that really mean for their offense over there with the Golden Gophers being down to their, their fifth and sixth string running backs? Now? Well, you, you saw what happened when they started losing their running backs. They went to the next man in. And then that guy heard they, they went to the next man. And now that that guy got hurt, they went to the next man. In. And you start looking at the run production. It really hasn't dropped off much. It's dropped off a little bit and they, they call it probably could be a little more substantial, but it hasn't really dropped off much. As a matter of fact, they're averaging what 207 yards a game rushing. That offensive line that they have, they're big and they're veteran and they're mean. They're really good over there. That offensive line is really good. That's what an offensive line can do. The, the, the backup running backs, they, they're good athletes. I don't care how good of an athlete you are, unless you're Barry Sanders. Now, that man, that's special. But without an offensive line, it's really tough in college to really like do what you need to do out there. They're, the Minnesota has the luxury of having a, a senior offensive line, a, a dominant one, and they're big, and they know what they're doing. And they're going to go out there and they're going to hit you in the mouth and they're going to keep hitting you. And this is the kind of offensive line that understands it's a four quarter game. They're going to keep hitting you the same way all game long. As a matter of fact, by the time it gets to the end, they might just begin, like they get to the second second half, they might be getting warmed up and ready to hit a little bit harder. That's the kind of offensive line we're, run, we're going against. That's why when you look at their offensive production, you're not seeing a big drop off. I mean, if we compare their numbers to our numbers, with all the injuries that they've had and the starters that they've run through, uh, with their, their points per game, they're at 25.9. We're 24.4 as an average for the season. Uh, they're leading us in total yards at 361. We're at 299. Their offensive line and their run game has really allowed them, I'm going to say as a luxury, uh, and it's, guys, almost tongue-in-cheek when you say that, of having to be able to keep the running game going, even with all the injuries that they're going, that they're going through. Yeah. It's going to be really dependent on the quarterback. What I'm interested in is what, what's going to happen on the defensive side for us, you know, going against our offense, their defense against our offense. And that's, I know that's more of your realm, but. Well, uh, it's going to be, I mean, considering the matchup, considering some of these games that these guys have played, David, I remember watching the game September 2nd when those guys uh, hosted Ohio State, and they pretty much, they had that game uh, in hand in third quarter when I ended up going to bed on that. But that, that's a very good team. They ended up losing that game. They came back and won against the Miami of Ohio, uh, dominated Colorado, but then lose to a Bowling Green team, 14 to 10. Uh, so they're kind of up and down. When we talk about defensive side, they're a 4-3 scheme schematically, but uh, they, they do a great job rush ends. But, you know, what we have to do clearly is just establish what we were able to establish last week at Northway, up in Evanston, Illinois. And that's that's pretty much what we have at, at our disposal and what, uh, what fuels this team. So with... Uh, with three games left to go in, 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 in Big Ten play for this team, Minnesota currently sits second in the Big Ten West with Iowa sitting fourth, man, at both teams being at four and two. Um, but, you know, it's, it's any man's game. I mean, 
Minnesota actually has won three of the last four uh, matchups. And so it's been, uh, it's been a rather tough uh, outing going up there and dealing with those Golden Gophers. But, uh, you know, it's, it's anybody's game, especially when you add Floyd of Rosedale to the mix. But one of the major things we talk about their, their defensive side, they, they do a tremendous job. They're, they're, they, uh, they don't create a ton of turnovers, but uh, they play very sound. Uh, for, for Coach Fleck over there. So it's going to be interesting. But keeping it on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to shift over to the Hawks side. And what I understand is that uh, two days ago, we had a Riley Moss appearance in practice. So what are your thoughts now with uh, Riley Moss get, getting back onto the practice field with the uh, full intentions of playing this, this upcoming weekend? How does that affect this Hawkeye defense? Riley is that guy. Or when we're talking about earlier, being that guy, the, the guy that wants to make the play, the guy that goes out there and gets everybody ready to go, the guy that's saying, hey, let's go, we can do this, he's that guy. When he left and we when he went away, the, the defense, there was, a, there was a noticeable change in our defense and kind of the swagger. We talked about that. The swagger on the defense is so important. There's so much confidence you need to have to play on that island in our secondary, right? Our, our, our linebackers, our, our D-line, we have such a special and talented group on defense. Having Riley back in the mix, I don't see how it does anything but help us. Uh, even just having his leadership out there, it is, you know, we have special guys like Riley you know, out there, just having them there in the mix. Maybe he doesn't even play the whole game. But him getting back out there, that's inspirational, right? That tells the defense, hey, we can do this. I'm here for you. I'm, you, my brothers, I got your back. And he's showing up. He'll show up. That's a big deal. I think that's a huge deal. That's a huge one for our defense. And, you know, we were getting back to our ways of being uh, ball hungry uh, and getting more turnovers. Thank goodness. Um, I think Riley does nothing but add to it. And we should see more of the same. No doubt, no doubt. Got to definitely, with him back in the lineup, there will be nobody that's missing from the starting lineup. So it'd be great to have him back out there. So before we wrap this up, David, three cool, three keys to the game for the Hawks to come out with the win this, against the Minnesota Golden Gophers at home. It's going to be the, a lot of the same thing for me. We need our offense to start fast, and that means our old line needs to go off the rate of play. Stat, establish the run, and then it's going to be our defense. This game, we're going to be heavily dependent on our defense and how how much pressure can they put on that quarterback? You know, we know they're going to try and run the ball. Hey, we're good at stopping the run. We're good at that stuff. Can we get there and get behind the line of scrimmage? Can we reestablish the line of scrimmage and push it backwards? Can we get our D-line to get back there, get some penetration, and actually say, hey, we're going to turn into this game. It's our defense versus your offense. Our offense is going to do what it's going to do. Let's go. We're going to win. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I would say for me, um, this, this talented group coming into Kinnick Stadium has all the intangibles of being able to win. Um, they beat Purdue. Um, Purdue beat both Iowa when they were ranked number two, and they beat Michigan State when they were ranked third or fourth. So uh, for Minnesota to, to pull that out against a very good uh, Purdue team, they obviously got some good things going for them. Just like you said, man, they, they, in order for us to come out with a win, 
Uh, we got to take away that running game. And that, that uh, the offensive line that they have over there has proven that they have the ability to create space for these, uh, these backs. It doesn't matter who's uh, running the ball. David, you probably could tote the ball back there and get you some decent yardage uh, behind that offensive line. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be key for that group to, for the defensive line, the defensive front, including, including the linebackers, including Jack Campbell and, and Seth and those guys, uh, they got to definitely play downhill, create a new line of scrimmage, play fast, make sure that they help that defensive line out uh, in terms of getting the, the, uh, the double teams off by coming downhill, firing in their gaps and creating those negative plays. So that's, that's one. Uh, Riley Moss's return, that's another one. You know, does he come back uh, in the same form that he was, at, you know, before he went down with that injury against Penn State? Can he come back true to form there? And uh, can he contribute right away? Uh, that's that's the next one. And then third, I want to see Alex Padilla take the next step, coming in as a starter, having the opportunity to run the offense from the beginning of the game and throughout the game is going to really give him the opportunity to really show what his abilities are. So uh, just the maturation of Alex Padilla and getting more comfortable and confident within this offense. So those are my keys to the game. And I'm excited to say, David, you know, it's, it's going to be a huge matchup. I mean, because again, we're in a position now, we have only a few games left to go in this big 10 season and as well as the rest of the college season, I uh, got a 2 30 PM central time kickoff in Kinnick stadium. Um, Duke Slater Field. I always want to make sure I throw that in there. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be an electric atmosphere against a, a Big Ten, a very familiar Big Ten opponent, Big Ten foe. Uh, we got to get the pig back home. We got to get the pig back home. And so that's going to be the biggest thing, man, is, is doing whatever it takes to come out with a win, uh, taking away their, their, their playmakers, taking away their, their offense, uh, their, their running game, first and foremost, and really creating an opportunity for our guys with turnovers like we've done throughout the season in our wins. So we'll see how things shake up on Saturday, 2.30 Central Time, and uh, see if these Hawks can come out with another win, two-game win streak going for Alex Padilla and, and the rest of the Hawks. So with that, I want to thank you all for joining us on the show. I'm your host, Colin Cole, for David Porter. Really appreciate you all for joining us, and uh, thank you guys again. And Go Hawks and God bless. Or no, no, I said that wrong, but I said God bless and go Hawks. God bless and go Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.